Hello and welcome back to Minds of Metal. My name is Daria. And I'm Laz. And today we are bringing you a review of a legendary album, Rain in Blood by Slayer. Now Slayer's Rain in Blood, released in 1986, is undoubtedly one of the best and most iconic heavy metal albums of all time. Its appeal to a wider audience, however, is quite limited because thrash is quite hard to get mm. into, isn't it? Yeah. And some of the accessible traits and characteristics of metal that we saw coming throughout the 70s into the early 80s are kind of dumbed down a bit here, isn't it? Because Rain and Blood is an onslaught of speed and intensity. But having said that, this does not at all halt or stop uh, Rain and Blood's impact on heavy metal and the legacy it left behind. So generalising here, we do know that we got thrash as a result of a combination of extreme metal, traditional metal slash new wave of British heavy metal and hardcore punk. Extreme metal literally presented to us how extreme we could make metal, whether this was vocal performance, um, you know, musical tempo or some crazy guitar solos. Throughout the album, we interestingly see quite a lot of influence from these traditional and new wave of British heavy metal bands. Um, you know, you've got the dark dissonant riffs that you get that you'd expect here from Sabbath. You've got uh, speed and energy from Judas Priest and Motorhead, dual lead guitars from Iron Maiden and Judas Priest as well. Add to this the fact that we know that Slayer were fans of punk bands, DRI and the Dead Kennedys. That's where the punk influence comes in, I think. Slayer and Rain in Blood played arguably one of the biggest roles in defining thrash mm. metal because in the early 80s you got speed metal, extreme metal, thrash metal, all kind of still finding their, their feet and trying to figure out what it was. But Rain in Blood firmly established what thrash metal was and could be. It's funny how you'd think that a record that defined thrash would be produced by a producer who knows thrash very well. But actually it was produced by Rick Rubin, who is very well known in the hip hop field. And uh, they actually released this record on a hip hop label. And how funny is that? Yeah, odd. <laughs> yeah, really odd. And Maybe that's why it worked. Well, actually, you say that, but I read some interviews that Rick Rubin um, gave and he talks about this record quite a bit. And he said that he thinks that the success of this record actually lies in the novelty. For him, it was, it was new. It was his first heavy metal record that he produced and he actually reckons that this fact contributed to the success of it. The production itself, I think, is very raw and in your face, isn't it? And apparently the album was recorded in just a few days, so it was quite a speedy recording process, which I reckon actually contributed to that, you know, aggressive and energetic feel. Yeah, definitely. The production itself is very well centered around guitars and drums, I think. They're very intense and very precise, actually, as well. And I think the guitars sound absolutely fantastic. They're aggressive, they're fast, they're raw, but with all this speed, we never lose precision in any instrument. And I think this is a really important point. Yeah, it's excellently recorded and produced. Yeah. And I think you made a point about how it's centered on the drums, and I think that's true. They spent a lot of time nailing those drums and making sure everything was perfect. Another thing that contributed to the rawness and the energy of this record is the fact that Rick Rubin didn't want to use many overdubs. Yeah, he'd much rather just let the band sort of do a take and rely on what was in the take as opposed to going over and just correcting everything really. 
Intensity, aggression and speed are three key characteristics of thrash metal and we see this all throughout the album. With eight out of the ten songs lasting for less than three minutes, the album clocks in at a stunning 28 minutes. Uh, the songs are short and to the point and the listener is never given a moment's rest. There's not even a soft section in any of the songs where you can just breathe a minute and go, right, okay, let's calm down a bit. If the intensity of the song lengths weren't powerful enough, then don't forget you've got Dave Lombardo drumming with incredible accuracy and technical precision uh, on this album. His performance is ex executed magnificently. Add to this the speed and the aggression of the guitarists that are constantly filling our ears with complex, high-tempo riffage that also exude large amounts of darkness and dissonance. And if you didn't think all of those musical characteristics were intense enough, just look at the album cover and read the lyrics of the songs. It is just <laughs> it's just so intense is the only word we can use. The whole experience, orally, visually, and thematically, is supremely intense, and that's what thrash metal is all about. Let's talk about the accessibility of this album. Is it at all accessible? Mm. Mm, mm. <laughs> uh, so there, there are things that I think some people might find tricky when listening to this album. So first one is the guitar solos. They're just messy, screechy, and not very pleasant to listen to, let's say that. There's not really a sense of melody or musicality in it. Sometimes you feel like the noise is more important than the note. Yeah, um, another thing is the vocals. I think that uh, it really suits the genre. It really suits the album itself. But if we just isolate the vocals... Yeah, there's not many places you can sing no. along. <laughs> no, not really. And it's really in your face, which I actually quite enjoy, but I see that you know some people might not. Another thing is the lyrics. I think it's really hard to ignore. There are some really heavy topics, you know, being discussed in the album. And I think, again, some listeners might not like that. But again, it suits the album. It suits the idea of the album and it works. Yeah, and interestingly, Slayer's lyrics in this were very violent and very gory and it kind of paved the way for death metal to kind of literally open up a whole subgenre about these violent topics. So as I said in the intro, I think it's very important to understand that this is a classic metal album, um, despite the inaccessibilities to some extent, and despite the niche it's in, you know, it is yeah. an out and out thrash album. It's not a prog thrash, it's not a death thrash, it's not thrash with, some with lots of traditional parts of it. It is just an out and out thrash album. And that's why its legacy will forever remain uh, in the metal history books, because it brought together the extremeness, the yeah. darkness, but didn't fail to omit just those tiny little characteristics that we got from the traditional metal, new, new wave of British heavy metal and early punk. So there you have it, the four reasons why Slayer's Reign in Blood is a classic metal album. The intensity, the accessibility, the thrash definition and the production all lead to this album, cementing its legacy as, yeah. as, a, as a, essentially the iconic thrash album whilst other bands were doing the same things you know, the same year we got master of puppets anthrax did among the living not too uh, long after but this is the album that when people say i want an out and out thrash album is the perfect example thank you so much for being here with us today i hope you enjoyed the video and our thoughts on rain and blood by slayer thank you for your support and joining us in each of the videos we produce uh, make sure you like and subscribe so that you stay up to date with our new videos and content have a metal day have a lovely day we'll see you very soon